0: what's up everybody talking shit with me how is was back it's been a while over a week till I posted anything but uh, I guess the wait is pretty much uh, is and was and is and shit I'm undermining myself like always it's been lo- a while but I think I have a pretty good podcast today for you uh, Matt kiss is uh, the guest up-and-coming artist musician please check it out we discuss pretty much anything and everything under the sun and we both have like an interesting upbringing Uh, he Matt is uh, from he comes from Russian culture as far as I remember slash Jewish uh, plus some more shades to it which by itself is very interesting and he's a great musician songwriter, performer, all this sort of stuff, and we discuss uh, all, all, uh, like, huge, uh, huge amounts of topics, and once again, I believe uh, we both have an interesting perspective on life, so I, I hope the conversation was very interesting, and from my perspective, definitely was, and this is going to be part number one, and Part number two, I'm going to release it very soon. Um, I cannot promise how quickly, but within a day or two uh, as this chops. Anyway, enjoy and give some love to Madkiss. Uh, he's a great guy, really interesting fellow, and I hope you can enjoy. Him. Bye. The new guest, Madkiss, um, he's a music artist, performer. And basically, Matt, can you please tell me more about your music and your performer lifestyle, please? What's
1: up, brother? <laughs> um, it's, um, it's good to be here, man. We just uh, spent like the last 30 minutes talking. I can't wait to get on this. Um, Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it a lot.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and it's a pleasure. Uh, long story short, uh, I met you through uh, Danny. Uh, uh, we had a previous podcast yeah, with Danny. Yeah, Danny Leonard. But, uh, sorry that I interrupted you Uh-oh. but please t- uh, uh uh please tell me more about your music and just basically how's life in this current si- situation sir
1: yeah man so uh music wise like i'm uh, I, w- I guess i would label myself as more or less like overall a pop artist but i you know I have a lot of different influences like uh like uh soul music r&b music rock music uh you know, I grew up loving all different types of music, really kind of had like a very eclectic background and very eclectic musical taste. But in terms of what I do, it's uh, it's like a singer-songwriter pop style. Very much, I would say like, if you're into like John Mayer, Justin Timberlake, Maroon 5, even some Shawn Mendes stuff with a little bit more of a soulful feel as well, you know, you'll probably like my music. But yeah, it's uh, for lack of a better term, I'm, I'm a pop act, but uh-huh. with influences as a, you know, I'm, I'm also like, I. I take songwriting very seriously so you know i um i'm I'm a songwriter as well so yeah man and a multi-instrumentalist like i play guitar i play bass i Mm -hmm. you know work on different things
0: bass uh, what is bass can you tell me more about bass guitar right yeah
1: bass guitar bass guitar is (laughs) basically Is Mm -hmm. basically uh um it's basically like a much deeper it's it's a in the traditionally traditionally it's a it's a four string Uh guitar uh, but that's like tuned several octaves. It's got much thicker strings, heavier, fatter strings, and it's tuned much lower down. So if you're looking at, like, the Mm -hmm. spectrum of where like, the spectrum of music where things sit, it's, like, if guitar and more melodic instruments are here, then the bass sits more on the bottom end of uh-huh. music, like, very much in the drum, it's part of, like, what they call the rhythm section of music, I see. and it's very, like, kind of that low, if you ever, if, um, you know, I'm sure, like, around Sunnyside in Queens, mm-hmm. if you ever hear, see a dude with, like, his whole, he's, like, playing loud music, and his whole car is fucking rumbling, uh-huh. he's got a bit, he's got a lot of bass coming through those speakers, probably got, like, a crazy subwoofer in the back of his lowrider. I
0: hear you. Uh, is did you ever go to school to play any instruments? Uh, you are edu- educated in music or So
1: so I I had I definitely had some like informal musical education like mm-hmm. so uh, when I was I always kind of grew up in this it, it, I don't want to say in a musical household but my mother uh, was my my dad God bless him uh, can't can uh sing in tune <laughs> for to save his life. Though he still he does uh-huh. try. Um, but my mom, uh, when I was a kid, when I was growing up, when I was a baby, and uh, she, she played piano, like, uh, habitually. That's cool. And so I started, like, kind of just banging around on that when I was a little baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I was a little kid, I started taking, like, piano lessons from a, a very nice Russian lady. And if you're Russian, it's like you only, like, you either play piano or you, like, do ballet if you're a girl. Like, you, they always throw you into some type of thing like that. But but that's cool though. But that's
0: it's definitely. Uh, sorry that I, no, no, I, no. I, I interrupted you, but I kind of want to uh, uh, like uh, say something about that. I truly believe it's almost necessary, although I don't have kids, but I truly believe it's necessary to send kids to do something and sure. any sort of craft or even sport. Uh, and i believe in my journey as especially as a child i definitely miss that i had many different hobbies and little things that saved me yeah but let's say if i be living in the city and i be a a kid that doesn't have inspiration and my parents wouldn't send me to do things i would turn out really wrong yeah for real no
1: but i think i totally agree with that and it Mm -hmm. like it really i i had i was lucky enough that my parents like really involved like we never had a lot of money growing up but my parents were both very involved and really like my dad was you know i would he would always play sports with me and really you know taught me a lot about that and you know like they they definitely made sure that we had a lot around us growing up to kind of like not just keep us busy but also kind of educate us and culture us but so like uh i I started with piano lessons when i was a a little kid and i and and to my to my detriment i i never fell in love with it like it was Mm -hmm. more of a thing that I just had to do, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I was almost a little bit forced into. Mm-hmm. But then I came to a friend's house when I was like, I don't know, like ten or eleven years old or whatever, and he had a he had a guitar, and I just remember looking at it and being mm-hmm. like, I, I I'm immediately in love with it. So I I begged my parents to get me a guitar, and they finally did, and I started taking uh, guitar lessons officially when I was like thirteen. Uh, but it w- and it was like from a from a music store, nothing nothing like formal, nothing crazy. It was mm-hmm. basically you know but the uh, i i was fortunate enough that uh, i had some some very nice like like talented uh-huh. guitar teachers and and i think i took lessons for maybe like what was it three three and a half years or so maybe maybe four years maximum uh-huh. and then i and then i branched out on my own and then like right around the time youtube came out so i mm-hmm. learned a lot on my own as well and also you know had different uh like influences around me like i had a um the, he's kind of like a new york city underground like legend of guitar and such a play this guy's name is simon chartier and he's kind of like an older guy he's like maybe 60 62 mm-hmm. years old 61 right now and i met him in rockaway beach and he like i met him surfing and i found out he was a musician and like i would go over his house and like practice with him jam with him and he would like teach me different things so it was never like a formal formal music uh-huh. training but um, I also took, uh, also like a few years back, I started taking vo- like voice lessons because I, I wanted to really learn. Singing was always like this mm-hmm. weird sticky thing that like some days it felt really easy and some days mm-hmm. it felt like the hardest fucking thing yeah. I could do. So I really wanted to kind of learn how to, you know, use that instrument a little bit better, Correct. quote unquote. Yeah. So, I, so I definitely, uh, you know, and, and my teacher ended up becoming a very, very spe- like great friend of mine, Mr. Mm-hmm. Louis Sacco. I, li- I literally named my, my son's middle name is named after him. So such That's a big influence up. in my life. So, so nothing formal, but definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, I've definitely had like some training.
0: I hear you. Uh, what you said, like uh, your vocal, uh, obviously I'm not a singer and I could not sing. Even if it be to save my fucking <laughs> life, I'm dying. <laughs> I, I cannot sing. Uh, i cannot like you know there's certain things if i hear and i catch on maybe i can uh, kind of sound close but no i cannot sing but uh, like you said it, it, and it's also uh, technique right uh, to to sing correctly yeah. Yeah. there is definitely ways and there's probably ways for people that even don't have talent to be sounding somewhat uh, good
1: i i think that like every everybody that has a voice can maybe like figure out like or or they have the capacity to sing i think the biggest thing that may keep people from like if you're tone deaf and you can't find the note that's 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 one thing you know like Mm -hmm. my like you know got i my my dad's got a lot of my dad my father has a lot of talents Mm -hmm. but you know like and i would always hear him it's funny because it's it's i love hearing him sing some old school like russian songs that he listened to when he was a kid Mm -hmm. like when he's you know in in his rare good mood (laughs) uh, Uh not rarely but no so but like uh but it's funny because they're always not really in the realm of the tune of the song but so that's the one thing like if if you don't have an ear for pitch then i would say it's it's really hard even that's something that you can train but in terms of like the the technique and the physics of singing Mm -hmm. it's really it's it's really learning how to like singing in a lot of ways is a I don't want to say a full body activity but you know you're using a very large portion of your torso your your stomach Mm -hmm. your 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 neck and your posture matters so it's like it really it's your body you're learning how to you to use and manipulate muscles and and uh, organs in ways that benefits you like facilitates you putting out a sound that is you know that works So there definitely are like techniques and and taking like taking vocal lessons was, again, I'm still not the best singer in Uh the world. And I, you know, I always I'm always like I have a long way to go and I always have a lot to learn. But learning how to use your body in ways. I remember like I was having a conversation with Lewis, the man that taught me to sing and my good friend. He was like and he said something that stuck with me. He was like, we're not you don't learn these techniques for the days that your voice feels great. You're learning them for the days that your voice doesn't feel great so mm-hmm. you can compensate and start to like you know so you can adjust to it I see so yeah. I think I, I think like for me learning that technique hel- helped me a lot because it helped me get to a place where I felt just more comfortable and felt m- like where I could get the sound that I want on a semi more consistent mm-hmm.
0: level I hear you yeah and and you can uh, you feel more comfortable just performing in in general yeah. definitely uh, yeah it's um also breathing of course right definitely because
1: you because the thing is like a lot of it's it's funny too that and 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 i had to really practice this it's Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, in general we as human beings especially as we get older we we get used to breathing like and our chest expanding Mm -hmm. but in reality when you are singing you want to sing from your diaphragm which is much lower by your Mm -hmm. stomach so the the better technique in singing is to actually expand your stomach and actually Mm -hmm. have the breath in compress it And then push it out so and there's and Uh like dude i'm telling you man i've spent hours of my life sucking in air Mm -hmm. and like holding it in my stomach and there's like this exercise where you just go and you try to you try to let the air out of your mouth as slowly and as consistently Mm -hmm. as humanly possible and that's how you build up that muscle Uh and i and like I, i don't come at this from any like like expert level it's just like there's all these People, you know, mm-hmm. there's definitely people out there that look at singers and they're like, and there are definitely natural singers out there. I just wasn't blessed uh-huh. with that. So, you. you know, there's definitely naturals out there. But a, a lot of these singers that you see out there, like they're putting in hours and hours of work on just, you know, like learning how to use the bottom part of their stomach. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's That's it's crazy. super interesting. It's I love, I love getting into mm-hmm. the science and the technique of it. Like mm-hmm. I, I absolutely love it
0: and uh, you know uh, thank you for sharing that because uh, I, me myself uh, obviously like I just said I don't sing but I am very much into breathing and I would say not enough but I uh, recognize importance of breathing in general yeah uh, first of all we breathe constantly yeah, if we stop we die <laughs> exactly if we stop we die <laughs> but you know the thing is if you uh, like you were just saying with singing but in general If you actually breathe in the most efficient way possible, your body is a better machine.
1: I I fully, fully agree with that. And I've definitely seen it in my life, um, where how you can control your breathing and I'm I've never gotten into like I've never heavily gotten into meditation, mostly Mm -hmm. because I've I've always felt like it's like my brain is going a million miles all the time. So Um, but the thing is though, I've, I've noticed that like in times where I've been like stressed or kind of shit has been hitting the fan and I just feel like things are kind of getting crazy. I've, I've noticed that like some breathing exercises are trying to concentrate and focus my breath and to calm it down and slow it down. That is a big help. And that helps my body kind of recenter a little bit. And dude, I, I fully, and dude, in everything you do in, 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 uh, in the way that you move throughout the day or like, for example, for you or like, especially uh, for training or for mm-hmm. fighting or for anything, like your breath, the way, if you could control the level of how you breathe and the intensity of it and not, you know, not gas yourself before you do something or during a fight or whatever, like mm-hmm. breathing, le- breathing like is super, it, um, people there's not enough awareness yeah. on it which is yeah
0: of course uh, but you, uh, but you know matt uh, uh, honestly there's more and more people uh, they, i don't know if you ever heard probably you have iceman uh iceman is uh, i don't really wolf hoffman or i don't remember his exact name but uh, it's a guy that supposedly through breathing he can control his entire body he can even control his body temperature He's been on Joe Rogan podcast, I believe, multiple times, maybe. I,
1: I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't heard that one, but mm-hmm. no. But like I've, I've heard of the guy and yeah. I've and, and his and I, I've heard of the guy, but not just like it's funny. I heard the name Iceman, mm-hmm. but not his real name. But like you just like through like when you research different things whatever. sometimes you go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. at three o'clock in the morning. But I've definitely heard about that kind of like philosophy technique where how you breathe and you, like, you can really control and I, I don't know if it's the same guy, but I I, I think that like I heard of, I read something somewhere where guys that do really cold water swimming are that's, into that. That's, idea. Him. that's oh, him. that That's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
0: and and he's into breathing and cold cold, cold type of stuff. He he, go, he goes uh, Like mountain hiking on top of the mountain where there's snow this and yeah. that without shoes <laughs> He's like I don't need shoes. Who oh, man? who needs shoes shoes are so 2020 you know (laughs) it's we're not
1: gonna be needing shoes i wish that i could i wish that i had that type of level of like just badassness but i still need yeah but that's a certain level and i and i Mm -hmm. being growing up as a surfer like i i walk around barefoot a lot especially Mm -hmm. in the summertime but once it hits a certain degree i'm like i need some I need mm-hmm. some shoes. I need something oh, for yeah, my feet Oh <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah, definitely.
0: Question: You surf at Co- Coney Island? Or? No,
1: no. I uh, I surf. Uh, I grew up mm-hmm. and started surfing in Rockaway Beach, okay. which is like basically. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's yes. it's it's still Queens. It's it's mm-hmm. a little bit past Brooklyn. Um, Coney Island is uh it's it's a common misconception, but it's actually kind of hard to surf there, and because the reason it's hard is because there there's not really normally too many waves there. Since Coney Island and Brighton Beach is kind of closed off, that that it's not open ocean, so there's not really any waves that come through there. But in Rockaway, and mm-hmm. I remember when I started going to college in the city, like I would tell people that I was a surfer, and they were like, "There's nowhere to surf in New York." I was, I was like, wondering that, uh, you know. Uh, we are right next to a very big mm-hmm. open Atlantic Ocean so, so you
0: say the spot is Rockaway uh, yeah, yeah. Any, I use any other good spots you would recommend um to, for I, surfing? I
1: haven't I haven't surfed in a lot in, in too many spots I know mm-hmm. that I obviously and, and I'm not giving away any crazy surfer secrets the secret has been out on Rockaway for years now um, but there's like places in New, there's a lot of good spots in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good spots the further out on Long Island that you go. Um, there's all, all the truth is all along the East Coast since it's open ocean, there's mm-hmm. ability to to get swell and get waves. It just really depends on the time of year. Also, mm-hmm. like hurricane season, like starting and end of August through November December, that's always a good time to surf. But in terms of around this area, definitely New Jersey has some really good spots um and also it depends like depending on like we like when a storm comes in they call it a storm or like a system and mm-hmm. you know but like it depends also on the direction of the system like it, a lot of land like we're not at a comp- at a perfect you know parallel angle to the to the sea like mm-hmm. land masses in all different angles so depending on the angle of For example, like, depending on the angle of the storm coming in towards the coast, Mm -hmm. if it's at more of, like, I I don't remember if it was more of a northwest, but whatever. If it's at a certain angle, it's better in Rockaway. If it's at a different angle, it's better in Jersey because Jersey is angled a little bit Mm -hmm. differently. So it really depends on the day and the system Mm -hmm. and multiple factors, obviously. But there's there's good spots to surf. I I surfed all my life in New York. I've only surfed in a couple other spots and, Uh you know.
0: Uh, it could be a dumb question, but uh, have you ever uh, skateboard and how skateboarding relates to surfing?
1: Yeah, I it's not a dumb question at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually started skateboarding before I was surfing I started surfing when I was like 15 mm-hmm. and I was skateboarding since I was I think I started when I was like 12 or 13 like right I think 12 13 and I was skateboarding pretty aggressively for like uh-huh. I, uh, th- Like three four years before I started. So sur- yeah, like roughly that time before i started mm-hmm. surfing and i dude i love skateboarding i still I, I actually last year um i don't know if it was like a father crisis but mm-hmm. right after my son was born like i bought a skateboard and i was like i uh-huh. really i was like i just want to land a few kickflips and know that i can <laughs> still do it and and yeah um it's funny though <laughs> man to be,
0: to be a cool dad yeah or something but congrats by the way thank you it's
1: thank uh, you
0: uh, hopefully uh, um i don't want to crash the, the surfing conversation no. <laughs> so please continue but we're gonna get no, we're, back dude, uh, we have so we're much we're gonna get back to cool dad we got so much <laughs> to talk about um please, and, uh, and hopefully uh-huh. my
1: son will hear this in like 20 years and be but, like dude I, my, my dad was so
0: interesting <laughs> 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 my dad was an interesting guy he's, he's gonna be like no no nah. never mind uh but, but yeah definitely he's gonna say "Dad is a cool dude <laughs> but uh, but you know um you already sound like a good dad so i don't doubt i hope that's that's not going i don't think that's going to be an issue and even you talking about like um uh, just uh, how you got raised uh-huh. i think you're going to be good to go
1: yeah i, I hope so i just got yeah i got to pick the good parts of my yeah. childhood and maybe like you know not do some of mm-hmm. the other stuff but it's you know that's old school russian parenting which we'll get into as well but yeah. the skateboarding thing like mm-hmm. i i grew up skateboarding before i started surfing um and and just growing and it's funny speaking of parenting um my dad's a, a very very old school kind of russian dude very mm-hmm. like super super strong super stubborn super like just you know a, always was a good dad but just gorilla like, go- oh my god <laughs> i once i once or a bear. and uh, he's like he's like five foot mm-hmm. six so he's not tall but this guy i remember like i once saw i walked the funniest story of my dad just being stupid Mm -hmm. crazy strong in some ways like there was a there was a snow there was a there was like a little bit of a snowstorm when I was in elementary school and I went to elementary school also in Rockway Beach Mm -hmm. Um, and like I remember at the end of the day it was a very small elementary school and all the kids they would sit in this like area waiting for the buses to come and pick Mm -hmm. them up so somebody came like a couple kids came out and they were like mm-hmm. matthew matthew like this you know what, what my full name is uh-huh. and i was like what's up they were like oh your your dad's pushing this bus out of the snow <laughs> and i come look. outside <laughs> and my fucking father all five foot uh-huh. six of him, is pushing that's this like crazy. this yellow mm-hmm. bus i think it was a mini yellow bus but uh-huh. even so oh, come uh, on. he's like pushing uh-huh. it out of snow and i looked uh-huh. at him and i was like wow that's, you know, like that's cool that's he's cool. always he's always been like you know my dad never did that shit dad <laughs>
0: if you can hear me i know you don't listen listen but why you didn't push no yellow bus fuck <laughs> shit i feel embarrassed
1: my dad's not gonna listen to this my dad my dad still has my dad's holding on very tight to his mm-hmm. flip phone he's not a my dad's not a technology guy old at school all. oh very old dude school. old school to the max but um but in, but in the, the, the back to the thing like about skateboarding like i i skateboarded for a while and my dad was never like you know in love with it but he was okay with it for the most part you know mm-hmm. he'd always like I, sometimes i would come home and he be like yeah hey, matthew i why you skateboarding the street i told you stay on the sidewalk and i'm like Hmm. dad i'm 16 (laughs) like you know (laughs) like he was always it's all dude Uh i was more afraid of Mm -hmm. getting like i was more afraid like if i got arrested and i never did Mm -hmm. but i never got arrested because i was more afraid of my dad than i was like the cops like i I, 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 he he was like i remember we had a conversation like listen you uh you get arrested you stay there Oh, you, shit. I don't don't call me I'm, I'm not coming to get you <laughs> like, like you'll you deal with it yourself so like, you better not you you don't want to come home if you get arrested so but anyway so like my dad mm-hmm. um, my father didn't want me to surf mm-hmm. at all because he i think also there were definitely some people that uh there, every summer in rockwood there was always somebody that drowned um there was always a couple deaths because again and the funny thing was uh it was very rarely surfers it was usually people that were either swimmers that got Mm -hmm. caught or something like by rip current or whatever it was so there was always something that was going on i even before i started surfing i i I saw like them Mm -hmm. pull out i saw like a a literal like dead body like basically where you and i are sitting like a few feet away and like i watched them pull this guy off the water and i was like damn that's but he didn't want me to surf at all so for the first two years of surfing i Mm -hmm. I had to hide it from him like i was He'd, he'd like asked mm-hmm. me, he's like, where are you going? And I was like, to the beach. Yeah. And I technically wasn't fully yeah. lying. You but were saying
0: the truth. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, yeah. the beach.
1: But I had to, so, but I, I, w- I, I grew up next to the ocean and mm-hmm. I would always see these guys do this awesome shit on mm-hmm. surfboards. And I was just like, I just, I don't know, I felt very drawn to it. And um, yeah, but skateboarding definitely influenced it, especially. Sorry, I, but uh,
0: does it like, uh, so, What's the feeling between, what's the difference uh, when you skateboard and you surf? Is there a huge transition or there, you would say it's the simplest, I'll simple
1: say, yeah, transition? I'll, I'll say this, there's a lot of similarities, uh-huh. especially if you're good on a skateboard and even just riding, if you're good, you're, you'll have a little bit more of a knack for surfing, mostly because you're used to, number one, maneuvering your mm-hmm. body in that way obviously standing up on a moving object and being on a board and while you're going fast or slow and you and you understand balance so that obviously plays a huge part in surfing there is it's it's like it is a different animal though and there's definitely a lot of similarities and there's definitely a lot of differences like for example i remember when i started surfing One thing was that it hurt to fall, it hurt a lot less than skateboarding. Okay, yeah. You know, especially if you're doing like some stairs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like skateboarding always hurt a lot. Did you do tricks? Like some crazy shit? Yeah. It was it wasn't crazy. What was your
0: worst fall? Did you ever break anything? I
1: I never broke anything skateboarding. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I never I never broke anything skateboard. I tweet it. I I tweaked my ankle a few times But Mm -hmm. that was like the worst maybe hit an elbow or like my hip here and there that's good, but it's funny like I was looking back on it Mm -hmm. and and I uh, I, Last year last year when I was in Germany I took a wrong step on a staircase in a train station in Uh Germany and Really fucked up my ankle badly like it swelled up worse than I'd ever have. I thought I broke it first for Mm -hmm. a second and And uh, while that was happening, I was thinking back on my younger days of being a skateboarder, and I was like, shit, man, when you're a kid, like something like that, I would have been back on my skateboard in like two or three days. Uh This thing, thing, I couldn't walk for like almost a week, you know what I mean? And even after that, I was like – I couldn't play any sports. I couldn't even Mm -hmm. work out. I was – I had to like take time off yeah. for like at least a month. Painful, but,
0: right? Yeah, very but
1: very, very but I never had anything crazy happen while skateboarding. I was never like the best skateboarder in the crew, but mm-hmm. I I had a like you know me and some of my friends like I had a bunch of different tricks that I liked. I I jumped a few staircases here and there. Nice. Like it was it was just fun. Uh-huh. Like we just it w- we were just all like these hyperactive you know you're a teenager yeah you you gotta do yeah you have testosterone flowing through your body just before you start
0: jerking off
1: yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) after that if you jerk off a lot you (laughs) might be a little bit uh, better yeah, but yeah only a little bit
1: it, it never helped me i was always just super to this day just mad energetic. I
0: hear I hear no but honestly that's a good thing that's a you know one thing that kind of pisses me off with the hd hd you know with kids yeah, ADHD, yeah. over hyper guess what that's kids being kids
1: yeah it's it's you know? dude my it's funny like and, and, and kids and stuff mm-hmm. and me seeing things. dude my son doesn't stop moving mm-hmm. from the moment he wakes up until the moment he goes to sleep. And then me and my wife are like, all right, like we got, if he's mm-hmm. taking an episode, like, we got an hour. Like what can we do? You know? <laughs>
0: so much time. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs>
1: but, um, but mm-hmm. that's, it's like, and, and a lot, I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to be like, this is how you parent, but it's, it's hard because I think that there's definitely as science moves forward, there's always new discoveries and things that people discover that maybe we didn't know when we were younger mm-hmm. however i dude h- how many of our friends or us would have been like on pills if oh, we yeah. were kids today For you know sure. what i mean and if you pair it with just based off where culture is if you pair it with you know the amount of like our generation i'm th- i just turned 30 i, th- I mm-hmm. assume you're more or less same. the same, yeah, we, we are same age same age same yeah i'm 32 so yeah so same we're in the mm-hmm. same age dude we are the last generation that like had analog things yeah it's true like i mean we played video games Mm -hmm. but like it was a newer thing you know what i mean like dude i i had dial-up internet Mm -hmm. like i didn't have fast internet until i was like 18 years old yes so if you if you take all of that like we had to be outside we wanted to be outside there's a different you know there's a very different thing with like how technology is right now and where kids are and how they're interpret interpreted but dude like i i was i, rem- I was literally i spo- you know talking to my dad about this the other day and he mm-hmm. was like he was like it's it's really good that samson who, my son's name uh-huh. is is this active because he he my dad was talking about a client of his a personal training client and they have a child tri- uh, like their daughter has a daughter mm-hmm. and she like she doesn't really move around and he oh, was like no. he was like it's it's so much better than, yeah, than yeah. the alternative so and i mean obviously i'm just happy thank god that he's like healthy and good but like you Beautiful. know, when, when, when you're in it, when you're, when you're like walking around following this baby yeah, yeah. all <laughs> day crazy. long, you're it's like, Jesus, crazy. just send me a babysitter for free <laughs> or something. <laughs> but like, just give me like a day. But, yeah. but it's, it's a blessing because like, you know, this, this kid is, mm-hmm. I've, I've stories of how, like, I'm pretty sure this kid is like, has broken most of my apartment now. Uh-huh. He's, he's <laughs> stupid, strong, thank mm-hmm. God. And, and smart too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's nice, but. That's
0: yeah, good. It's good. It's, uh, if I can, uh, If I can tell you, um, I don't have too many little cousins, but uh, a while back, uh, eight years back, I went uh, to Poland vacation, whatever. Where in Poland? Uh, Where I live is close to Warsaw. Uh, We live... I'm out of small uh, village called Bujna but it's a, it's a, like a 60 miles away from okay. I really
1: since it's such a small village I have I feel like there's a very high chance that my wife's grandmother lives there. Yeah, I don't remember the exact so? name but she, I know she's from a small village not mm-hmm. too far from I, I, I Warsaw? Could be, uh, Yeah, I think so maybe close to Warsaw. Maybe, I could right. be wrong. I I uh-huh. never went that deep into Poland. I was more like around I was in Szczecin oh but you've been there yeah you've been to poland yes yeah because nice. yeah. cool. my wife was studying medicine there so that's and I when I, I would go visit and like she was studying Szczecin. so mm-hmm. like and i had we had a great time there sorry so you had don't cousins, worry little, don't little it's all so good cousins. yeah
0: so i had two little baby cousins uh, they were twins right and mm-hmm. whatever it was my cousins whatever kids and they left me alone with them and mm. you know I, I was like uncle you know they were like uncle this uncle that And i was just like picking them up doing an airplane right Uh for so first 15 20 minutes it was fun you know after half an hour (laughs) i I got tired you're like when are
1: they coming back (laughs) yeah but but
0: you know like uh 45 minutes in i'm barely breathing sweating heavily (laughs) no i'm serious barely breathing sweating heavily (laughs) and had enough and they're like uncle what's up i'm ready to fly you
1: know (laughs) pick (laughs) me back up yeah it's it's a it's a it's an interesting Mm -hmm. moment of growth when you realize you're like yeah this ain't about me as much as it used to be that's Mm -hmm. that that's a big thing because you're like and i have to sometimes remind myself of that it's like dude it doesn't matter how Mm -hmm. tired you are if you're in the mood or not like this kid needs Mm -hmm. to be stimulated and it's also a very big part of his growth you know what i mean so correct you know and it's like it, it's it's cool cuz you watch it and you yeah. see how how they grow but it's but i it's funny because mm-hmm. like i i understand that feeling and it's like now multiply that mm-hmm. to 24 hours
0: i <laughs> i hear you i i honestly i cannot imagine definitely
1: you you know what it is and i and i and i give i give i, I like to say this because i think that before before it happens mhm I, even myself, I was like, uh, no, you mm-hmm. know, but like, but when it happens and you like it's, uh, it's, it's equally like the hardest and the most beautiful thing that you mm-hmm. can do. It's, it's, it's incredibly hard. It comes differently to different people. There are parts of it that come very easily. There are mm-hmm. other parts, you know, you obviously have to have a lot of patience, but, um, I, I think there's as human beings, it could be a mm-hmm. part of our psych, uh, psychology and biology, but. There's definitely a thing, hopefully with, with most people, mm-hmm. um, that happens where you just like once once you once you become a parent and you be, you are in that process and you see the child be born if you're lucky enough to be there and it's there's there's a weird, weird biological thing that just clicks mm-hmm. and I when I was in the delivery room I was like when, when he came out I was like, Shit man, I this is it. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm about this person for the rest of my life. Yes. You know, I'm now officially so you changed. Would you say you changed? Oh, for sure. Definitely. For sure. For sure. In, yeah. a, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. My wife would say the mm-hmm. same
0: thing. That's good. It, it's, uh, you know, and we always keep on evolving. Yeah. And uh, uh, even something, you know, uh, changing is always good, you know. Uh, yeah. And even sometimes if you, like, even if you step, uh, take a step back, sometimes it might propel you to take... Uh, take you know okay Three steps forward yeah yep. it, it's just uh, you took a bad step whatever you stumbled this and that but sometimes that actually gives you the kick to try uh, dri- kick and drive mm-hmm. to improve and, yeah. and and move ahead with your life
1: yeah there's a lot of you know there's there's no stronger motivation than like hey man you're gonna you're gonna be a father you gotta uh-huh. this is this is this is on you yeah you know yeah, so yeah. it's uh it's it's definitely definitely something that mm-hmm. uh, took some time and you know there were definitely hard moments, but it's sure. yeah, it's it's a it's a cool you know I don't want to be like I recommend it to everybody yeah but but it. it's but it's you know like if, if anyone's if if, mm-hmm. if 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 someone is fortunate enough and in the place in life where they feel like they can do it and and things line up and whatever like it's uh I feel that uh most times physically mm-hmm. and biologically uh and and like emotionally, mentally, a lot of people find that they can do things that they weren't sure that they could, and this for me definitely was that. (laughs) That's
0: what's up, and respect Matt, uh, because me myself, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be a parent, honestly, long story short, I would like to, Mm -hmm. but you know how I feel? Um, I really feel with current times, situation, especially living in New York City, all those aspects are quite gloomy
1: dude Hmm. I I know my wife is gonna listen to this podcast Uh and I know she's gonna like nod her head as soon Mm -hmm. as you as soon as she hears what you said because we talk about it all the time like you know her being from from Germany and a Mm -hmm. a very different place in the world that has for lack of better whoops sorry um, phone Uh Um, and has uh has you know like you, you know very good universal health care and mm-hmm. a lot of like free education in college. And, you know, obviously because the structure for taxation, everything is different and it's a smaller country, the whole nine. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, I grew up here and I grew uh-huh. up number one. I grew up a New Yorker. I grew up th- like both my parents are immigrants. I'm the first American uh-huh. here. So like my you. set of circumstances and the way I grew up, like there was nothing, nothing glamorous or sparkly or mm-hmm. like, cushiony about it so for me it's just like kind of a way of life like i'm used to new york i hear but you. but as i as i traveled a little bit more especially in the like you know in the relationship with me and my wife like and seeing some other places and stuff it's it's hard man like there's a new york is a new york is a hard place to not just live in but for lack of a term survive yeah especially yeah. especially now yeah you know? correct. and it's like with with how I mean with how the population is and everything and, and mm-hmm. just it's we we live in there's a lot of really cool things about this country and yes. my, my parents came here to give me opportunities that didn't exist in, in Russia and in, in former Soviet Union in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of things here that if if you're not if you're not living in a much higher tax bracket, things can get kinda rough. Yes, so correct. And there, and I think now, especially with 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 the COVID situation, like people are yeah. really feeling it more more obviously in a, in a s- disaster mm-hmm. situation like this. People are feeling it more than ever.
0: Definitely, and uh, if I could just add on what you're saying is that New York City. Um, first of all. Uh, I'm like torn between New York because I honestly love it and hate it at the same time. You're a New Yorker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you know. That's your official. (laughs) You're here. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I do feel like I'm kind of a New Yorker. And
1: believe it or not,
0: I might not sound American, but I'm fucking American. Okay. Whatever dude, you we, say, dude.
1: If they could, if the audience could see your shirt right now, exactly. they'd be like, "This guy is full American." It's a, it's a cat dressed in full American outfit with like a red, yellow, and blue red. Sorry, red, white, and blue. Ices in both hands. It's. I, I, it's it's a great shirt No, but Th- dude, I thank you, appreciate no, it. No, of course, but, but it's no, but that's when you say that you're like I love it, uh-huh. and I fucking hate it. You're a New
0: Yorker yeah. and uh, it, it, can I just uh, so why I love it? I love it uh, multiple reasons, but biggest reasons is the people, and I also hate it because of the people. But <laughs> 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 no,
1: it's, that's how it is.
0: Yeah. But I love it because I really met so many great people like you, and just. Uh, multitude and uh, whatever plethora of different uh, like even sometimes i just talk to random people and they say like a sentence and i'm like boom my life is changed from now on you know and i'm not joking you know sometimes somebody says a sentence in a way that i would never expect and i'm like okay now i'm i I view life from a different perspective from now on
1: no it's true
0: and that happened to me way more in new york than ever like i'm not a traveler but i travel to few places here and there yeah same yeah and uh, honestly so i don't really have a good contrast but uh, in my opinion just even especially random uh, people randomly me meeting random people and like really getting my uh, mind blown it happens a lot in new york
1: dude new york is one of the beautiful things about it is that there's I don't know if there's a bigger I I, and and I don't want to sound because again like I've been to a few places in the world Mm -hmm. you know more than when I was younger but I've not been everywhere I'm not crazy well-traveled but based off what I've the places that I've been to and from what other I think people travelers have been spoken to me about I don't know with the exception of like in, in america maybe mm-hmm. los angeles but like i don't know if there's a bigger melting pot of yeah. culture and wealth and on both on all ends of yeah. the wealth spectrum mm-hmm. uh culture wealth socioeconomic which is pretty much the same thing situation to Than new york like yeah. i don't know if there's did what what first of all what nationality doesn't live here no. second of all yeah. what spectrum on the wealth like who, 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 like you have people mm-hmm. that are some of the wealthiest human beings in the entire world that have uh, that rent places here and live here. And then you mm-hmm. have people that are, are in the most unfortunate situations in yeah. their lives, you know, like this place is everything all wrapped into one crazy fucking sardine can that we mm-hmm. all have to navigate through, yeah. you know, and it ain't getting any cheaper to live here. It, so, yeah, it, but, it, but that's the thing like with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and not to, not to speak mm-hmm. uh, ill of, Any other place like there, like dude poland's a beautiful place germany is a beautiful place europe is a gorgeous Mm -hmm. place but when i'm there i there's a part of new york that i miss and i think part of it is the is the crazy crazy diversity yeah where it's you know like where you you won't meet the same person you won't see the same kind of person Mm -hmm. twice walking down a single block i
0: think matt you hit the nail right on the head because it really i i truly believe the same There is so many times, uh, especially lately, I've been thinking, let's just get the fuck out of here. But at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, I really and and I believe that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest reasons why I keep uh, staying here, because like you mentioned the prices, you know, when I think about the prices I pay here, you know, I was even thinking about going to like third world country, (laughs) uh, renting a house for a year which would cost me like $3,000 or 4000 <laughs> Not Seriously. joking, not uh, joking. American dollars, for yeah.
1: and, uh, Basically ticket, what, one, what one month rent yeah. is here.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, And you know what you say, Like uh, there is many different options, but with those options doesn't come the diversity you just said. You know, there is millionaires, artists, um, just travelers. Uh, basically, shit happens here, and not only every once a while this shit happens all the fucking time every day every minute it might not be every single place but uh, this is like especially if you like looking into creative stuff yeah yeah. definitely in my opinion this is the place and obviously there's for for sure many places like that all around the world yeah
1: there's a lot of cool Mm -hmm. melting pots like i know germany has berlin which is like a and i've been there um, on a trip once when I was younger. It's a very artsy, very creative, very fucking cool place that mm-hmm. I, in all honesty, would consider living in. But uh, the thing, it's, I, I've always, I remember I, when I was, a uh, y- couple years ago, when I was spending a lot more time like around Manhattan in the Lower East Side for like musical stuff, um, I, rem- I just remember like one night where me and a group of friends, we, we went to see like four different shows, four different mm-hmm. acts and the night still wasn't over. It was only nice. like 11, 12 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the thing about New York that despite all the shit, like, that's what people, that's one of the things that is so great about this place. You can literally, do you want to go and have five different types of cuisines? You want to go like, get Italian, you want to get Asian, you want to go get, you know, like pizza, do you mm-hmm. want to go get like Mediterranean food? Within like seventeen blocks, yeah, go you can go do that in Manhattan, yeah. and in other places in the world, like you have to drive for long periods of time sure. to get that. So the diversity mm-hmm. and the accessi- the accessibility to that diversity is very, in a lot of ways, unparalleled. Even in America, like dude, you yeah. you go like for I know I know mm-hmm. like my, my my wife's uh I know a lot of po- a lot of Polish and Russian people have like houses in Pennsylvania that they rent. Yes, dude, you go to Pennsylvania, it's like. You, you have to drive to get a couple sure. of different things. So it's it's yeah. Uh, yeah. N- New York is slowly killing all of us, but it's got it's got its it's got its cool points that I can't yeah. argue with. Definitely
0: definitely uh, yeah. All that you said, Matt, definitely true. Uh, if I may, negatives. <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm always
1: I'm always I like how mm-hmm. I was like yeah we'll talk about music no but I'm always down we, no, to, we no we, we, we will we will talk about but, music but I'm always sure. I'm always mm-hmm. I, I am never dude I. I, gr- Russians in general are mm-hmm. not the most positive human beings in the f- like they, they definitely have a realist though. very realist. Re- no, very realist but de- mm-hmm. you know definitely like I dude I, I I'm always I, I'm never at a loss for words for the things that can change about New York mm-hmm. for the better yeah but th- Duke, please speak on it th- you know
0: there's many uh, bad things but uh, don't get me wrong I love the place But you know, one thing that I really dislike about New York, uh, Mm -hmm. because let's say, for example, I travel on the train all the time because I I take it to to the city itself. Mm -hmm. And I notice everybody's in a hurry and which is not wrong by itself, but I'm not sure if all of those people know why they are in the hurry. They just like, it's just the mentality. I call
1: it, I call it the rat race. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, to me, I consider myself a person with like a a vibe soul Mm -hmm. and I see the rat race as a very soulless activity (laughs) and it's just, it's like fucking sucks energy out of me because, and don't get me wrong, if you are out there getting it, working like 20 hours a day and fucking making 500,000 a month, whatever, I love you for it. But if you are in a hurry and pushing me in the train and you're just fucking going to uh, go home and open a new fucking beer and sit on the couch, fuck you, motherfucker, you know, <laughs> slow down. Yeah, you can uh, you can slow down and take your time till you open that it's, beer.
1: It's, it's, it's ruthless mm-hmm. and it's, un- it's unfortunate because I'll, all right, how do I, how do I, an- like, give a good analogy? It's, it's, it's a, unfortunately, especially as New Yorkers and I've, again, back to my dad and having conversations with him about what the former Soviet Union was like and what Ukraine was like back in those days. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he repeated to me multiple times, he was like, Matthew, we were all just, we were all a product of our environment. And Mm -hmm. that's true for everywhere around the world. And the fact is, especially in New York, unfortunately, we are all a product of our environment in one form or another. And again, if you factor in all the things that New York has to offer, positive, but also negative in the sense that like, dude, how many people that are living that are not let's just let's just to use the term not rich, not super wealthy, mm-hmm. but making enough to survive. But how many people that live in New York are just trying to fucking survive? How many that's people? True? You know what I mean? And that's a lot. A lot. I, I, just in terms of you know, we're w- just to give the audience. Mich- Michal and I are not mm-hmm. sitting in front of any statistics. We're not <laughs> statisticians. We're just going off of basically what, do what you we
0: mean? <laughs> I'm a scientist. So self-certified of exactly
1: <laughs> so but what i'm saying is is like based off the people that i've met and mm-hmm. been in contact with in my life which i would like i would say is, is a very good amount yeah. um i've met people in all different walks of life so i and the one constant in terms of people that are not like super mm-hmm. rich in new york is that everyone to one extent or another is always like all right like i'm you know, I'm doing okay, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, you're you're on this hamster wheel of constantly working and constantly doing this. And so, and a lot of times, and especially also like the the subway in of itself is (laughs) like some weird Chinese torture thing Uh that like, it's, it's gotta be, not only is it incredibly crowded Mm -hmm. most of the day Mm -hmm. and not only are you like Dude, in comparison, and again, I'm not. I, 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 grew up here. I'm a New Yorker. I love this place. Mm-hmm. But d- I remember when I, the first time I had ever been to Germany, and this was even before me and my wife started dating. Mm-hmm. I went there when I was like 20 years old on a trip, uh, with like some college. It was like a college group or whatever. Dude, I'm not joking. You could eat off the fucking floor I in see. German train stations. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing how clean they are yeah. and how well maintained mm-hmm. these fucking train stations are and it's like you go there and it's like a pleasure yeah. to just be there you know and then you get back to new york and you're like you got like you know one homeless dude is like mm-hmm. you know like sh- taking a shower next to you <laughs> on the train this is so true. one guy you know like one guy's telling you why mm-hmm. you haven't found Jesus yet yeah. and i like have <laughs> to explain to him that like he was jewish and it's okay <laughs> like me too but like it's a whole it's by the time you just yeah, dude uh-huh. and and i and i've spent a lot of time taking the train especially the a train from, coming mm-hmm. from Rockaway, which is a nightmare but like i i i hate The pushiness, Mm -hmm. but I understand it because by the time my mother, I was like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I just, (laughs) I need to, I need to get out Uh of this tin can and this smelly Mm -hmm. like train station that hasn't been. Dude, it took a worldwide, global Mm -hmm. pandemic for New York City to clean the subway system. Yes, they were like, oh, people are gonna really die, so maybe we should wipe this thing down. Yeah, huh? And like. It's crazy. It is crazy. So it is,
0: it's definitely. But yeah, it, what you said on the chain is is another story in itself, <laughs> because you know what really fascinates me about the train. And I realized that reasonably recently, like last year, mm-hmm. that every single time you take the train, you play a Russian roulette uh-huh. because you don't know who <laughs> where you're stepping in. You don't know who you're stepping in with. And, you know, it might sound like over-exaggerated, but it's actually honest truth.
1: You know, it's, it, it, okay, I'll say, I'll say this. Um, I sometimes, especially when I was working, when I was working in the city uh, and taking the train, there definitely have been times if I have to get up super early and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm a night owl, or mm-hmm. always, always have been, uh, and... So like if I some t- some days I didn't get enough sleep and I'm and I'm on the train early in the morning, sometimes I'll take that corner seat and I like put you know I'll have like you know a scarf or whatever in my hat mm-hmm. and I'll put it out I'll fall i fall asleep for like you know an hour, and like, one day I was like I don't know who slept on that wall before I did it yeah, could have yeah. been, it could have been someone that you know hasn't
0: of been course. fortunate
1: enough to shower in the last yeah. two months or whatever so it's like it but it's 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 it's, it's an interesting it's you never know and and not even just that you never know who you're gonna see you never know like i said you dude like i i've seen really cool things on the subway Mm -hmm. and i've seen i've been like we've all walked into a subway cart where there's just one guy Mm -hmm. and you're like we can't we can't uh, next cart Uh if you ever walk in here's a new york (laughs) secret if you ever especially at rush hour but if you ever go into Uh a cart and there's one guy Get onto a different car because probably something happened and that mm-hmm. car you're going to the doors are going to close and you're yes. going to take one deep breath of air and, and you're going to realize that if you don't get out of there soon, you're going to fucking suffocate. That's it. Because of whatever happened, whatever smell is going on. that happened to me one time mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was the worst. It was mm-hmm.
0: horrible. I hear you. Uh, and uh, what you just said, uh, what Matt just said uh, is very true. And I definitely support that message for, for sure. <laughs> if we he, support this message yeah, but <laughs> but i i would like to add on to it sure it's uh, let's say the 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 cart the, the 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 train section is not completely empty but there is uh, like an area that's super not crowded and everything is super crowded <laughs> avoid that fucking area oh
1: for sure <laughs> for sure dude i've i've seen we all have but yeah. i mean i've seen some crazy some crazy yes. shit it's i'm, I'm still i'm still waiting to see like some guy mm-hmm. on the train with like an alligator maybe some some <laughs> ridiculousness <laughs> like that but dude I, I we've all seen yeah every new yorker
0: performance uh, Have have you ever thought about uh, performing and I, I don't know if that's like uh insult or anything no but no, no it's not uh, because
1: a, some people uh, take pride in dude, performing some, some people make uh uh-huh. make money performing on the subway mm-hmm. and i mean like help pay their rent on the subway did
0: you ever think about it and i heard somebody talking on youtube that uh, they used to do it and they loved it uh did you ever cons- consider trying to uh, think about it, it
1: never you know what it was it was never uh it was never something that i really wanted to do mm-hmm. and, and not to like look i if people can make money on it great i just i i just really dislike being around the subway I hear you, you yeah. know what i mean so, for the I- so the idea of being there for eight hours a day yeah. trying to make money to me is a very it's it's like a it's a last resort type of yeah. thing for me and maybe even not even that like i'll i'll go i'll i'll do something else before i mm-hmm. have to do that and and i love music and i love performing for people obviously it's my yeah. it's my life but i I can't like i don't know what it is i i have good friends of mine that Uh that have they do it it. they do it and they Mm -hmm. make money off of it and i'm not this is not at all to speak disparagingly on how you make your money and also like like there are people that are that became like that gained real recognition for being Mm -hmm. fucking really good subway performers yeah you know and went on to sometimes bigger and better things Mm -hmm. but to me it's just like i can't Anytime I'm on the subway, I'm mm-hmm. looking. I'm only there because I have to go somewhere. I'm looking to I get see. out as quickly as I can. I hear. So, it. I might have been that asshole one time that pushed you. Yeah. in this No, no. I'm, don't I'm, don't
0: I'm, worry I'm about I'm it. I'm
1: very, I'm very polite mm-hmm. in the subway. I actually really mm-hmm. am. But That's I, but I'm trying, but I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. But
0: you face. are one of very few, though. Right? Not for sure. And you know, don't get me wrong. I. I understand I'm a hypocrite because I can be an asshole too we all but uh, usually I'm not an asshole if you are not an asshole first yeah you know? and
1: just and to, and to, to me I'm like I don't know how how many strangers I've been asshole to. You yeah know
0: I mean? it's, and it's it gets uh, also it gets very skewed because for example it, it, there is many instances where I when I would get almost offended by somebody let's say standing in the door and blocking the way yeah and they be like oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. You know, get a life, you know. Nah, uh, uh, but uh, what I mean is, they are in a way clueless. Like, there dude, are people. But
1: that's it. Th- and, and no, dude, there, there's. I fully agree with that. There are people mm-hmm. that are like. In a Russian, uh, the word is. I don't know if it's similar in Polish, but like. Atmarozhene, which is like kind of like frozen. Uh-huh. is like frozen mm-hmm. and you know like my mom loves to say that word she's, mm-hmm. like, she's like he's the <laughs> These people no but it's like it's like the thing. saying for like mm-hmm. for people that are kind of spaced out mm-hmm. but and there definitely are like there are people that are spaced out um but the like i was saying before some of obviously everybody's different mm-hmm. and there are people that are just spaced out all the time but uh, and a lot of it is like you know how many times i i know i've come back from a long day in the city or whatever and i just mm-hmm. like I, I'm like I'm on the subway and I'm like oh like I just need to get the fuck out of here and for maybe like 15 20 minutes even sometimes I don't even know what's going on or like yeah. I, I'm always aware of my surroundings I always check where the exits are like mm-hmm. it's just just how I grew up I'm good, always like good. I'm always like looking over my shoulder being but, aware but but I totally I totally understand if a guy after doing a 15hour t- construction shift or whatever mm-hmm. is just staring at the floor because like yeah. it's it's hard man it's, living in New York is a uh, it's in some ways, uh, it's a very ruthless and yeah. unforgiving experience sometimes.
0: Definitely, and and we also have to remember, especially, especially people from different countries, uh, most of them, and uh, maybe not most of them, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them, they're just trying to feed their family. And, and yeah, it's yeah. not, no more or less. and yeah. they, That in itself is like a noble thing.
1: No, for sure. Mm-hmm. And in terms of just speaking of other countries, it's not just the feeding their family thing when they come to america and i understand this not personally but because both of my my entire family is Mm -hmm. immigrants like i'm the first american here Uh um i i also appreciate and can understand the cultural impact of coming from a place like a small Village in Poland mm-hmm. to being thrown into the middle of Times Square, and you're Tell like, "What it. the hell is this place?" <laughs> especially in places where things are a little more spread out, yeah. life may be a little bit slower. I know that for a fact that quality of life in in Germany and and and, and Poland and some other, especially like maybe some places in Italy and Greece, life is way more chill. Yes, very sir. people really value their time more. Yes, they value their meals more. They value mm-hmm. their lives more. It's true. You uh, know,
0: I would say. Uh, I will generalize but i believe i'm correct for most part in europe in general like you said matt time uh, people find more time Uh, for example in europe yeah there is people that work constantly but not like here it's not 24 maybe people with businesses and maybe people that are very goal oriented and driven yeah but like regular people they always find time for vacation like legitimately
1: Dude, my brother took a trip to Greece uh, mm-hmm. last year. Literally, right. Around, I, I know. I remember the time because it was right around the time that we found out we were having a baby. And he was in Greece with his then girlfriend. And mm-hmm. uh, he was telling me these stories. He's like, bro, it was like the whole country was on vacation. <laughs> like <laughs> I hear like you. they I were. Hear you. He was like, uh, mm-hmm. like he's like, I went to this restaurant mm-hmm. and they were trying to like serve me alcohol. And I said mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm driving. And he was mm-hmm. like. The fucking waiter was like, "No, don't worry. The police are off from <laughs> no. like twelve in the afternoon to like four at night. You, nothing yeah, will happen. You have four-hour window where you could just drive drunk in the middle of Greece. Nobody like, cares." This, yeah, he's like, this, "What a, he's like. This place is insane. It's yeah. beautiful, but uh-huh. what a place."
0: Yeah, if I, man, uh, definitely. But uh, you know, like we were saying, love and hate relationship. Can you tell me, Matt, uh, how is your uh, creative process uh, creating music? How do you find inspiration in uh, songwriting cool and yeah, for sure. e- if I can follow up on that how do you combine songwriting with melodies yeah. uh, beats
1: sure so the creative process I would say is it's, it's very very interesting and it changes with time and it changes by the day it changes by the weather by your emotions um, I would say that the creative process of songwriting is sometimes like <sighs> There's multiple ways, mm-hmm. um, of describing, but part of it is like trying to. You see this picture of, of smoke that you have of yes. this like little smoke on the thing. Songwriting is, and sometimes sometimes it's like trying to grab that smoke and uh-huh. hold on to it in your hands, mm-hmm. and try to make like because if you can hold on to it for mm-hmm. long enough, and if you could chase it for mm-hmm. long enough, uh, if you hold on to it, it'll it'll become something. And if you work hard enough mm-hmm. at trying to capture it. It'll become something, mm-hmm. but it's it's smoke, it's vapor, it's very I it's see. very elusive, and mm-hmm. it's you know I've heard other songwriters this guy uh, this very good songwriter Le- Ray LaMontagne he described it as like trying to catch like a mm-hmm. little rabbit made out of light in a fucking uh-huh. dark forest or like trying to see through a tiny little hole of light. It's
0: mm-hmm. it,
1: it, it's it's uh, when you, get the, when you get the spark of an idea, and this is just me, and, yes. I've, and I've had conversations with other singer-songwriters about this and have, and, and I'm very, I've, I've, since I started being a songwriter, especially when I turned 21 and I, I left school and I started wanting to work on that as my craft, I became very in love with it, read a lot about mm-hmm. it, um, the, the idea and the, and the craft of songwriting. So um, it's, when you have this like initial spark of an idea, it can kind of come from anywhere. Uh like some days you're like i I know myself some days i'll be in a maybe a sad mood or maybe a little Mm -hmm. bit more emotional than i would be as as a a guy or just walking around and and sometimes those days you're a little bit more open to ideas but the thing is once whenever however Mm -hmm. the your emotions align to actually get an idea for me the initial idea isn't always the hardest thing the hardest thing is to grab onto the edge of it Uh and slowly pull on that very Mm -hmm. very delicate fragile rope or like string made out of pure fucking light and smoke Uh and if you pull it too hard you're not gonna get anything you gotta really finesse it and work and and again a lot of it has to do with you know with melody writing and lyric writing and Mm -hmm. um, you know for me music and melody and like chord progressions writing the music for a song almost always comes first
0: music first. the music first
1: yes yeah, since i grew up playing mm-hmm. guitar and and really being more proficient on an instrument than i was as uh-huh. a singer in my earlier days and even now um so like m- melody would always come first and th- the melody would come and like kind of tell me a little bit what the vibe of the thing was and mm-hmm. also it depends on the day and a lot of times what starting to write a song you're you get a melody that maybe is new to you mm-hmm. and you wrote something new and you like it And half the time I'll sing like just gibberish for like the first, you know, I'll just sing in circles Uh and see what comes up, see what words, because the truth is as songwriters, Mm -hmm. and and I feel like other songwriters might tell you this, you're kind of collecting things in your brain in this basket Uh all day long. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll have ideas in the car while I'm driving and Mm -hmm. I'll just put it into a voice memo and be like, I'll save this for later just to come back to it. Mm lyrically sometimes you'll hear stuff and very much like you said you sometimes you hear stuff that goes you, you know makes your brain explode you're like yeah. wow it changed my life you hear different phrases you hear different things you i, I love how different words play with each other yeah so sure. it so that part is you know like a, and when it comes time to write you're almost like taking mm-hmm. from rhyme schemes and you're picking out what works what doesn't mm-hmm. um but the inspiration part portion portion of it is a very very tricky almost mm-hmm. otherworldly kind of thing that really, dude, and it's in the same way that people uh, as singers, like it, your emotions, the day, the weather, mm-hmm. what happened to you. You might even be thinking that day about something that happened to you when you were 10 years old and, yeah. it, you know, like there's, it, it, it there's no, obviously there's always, you know, if you have an experience with your mm-hmm. with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever and like that obviously Influence. triggers emotions and those songs are always very, very fun and easy yep. to write but like you know the inspiration portion of it and trying mm-hmm. to it's kind of not catch catching lightning in a bottle but you're you know you have this spark of yeah. an idea and uh-huh. you're like alright where does this branch off to mm-hmm. which just one thing and then you have to create mm-hmm. within your own skill and imagination an entire world and story out of this one idea yeah. you know like sometimes it comes out of just one word and like that's the spark yeah and and the spark and it's and then it's your job Mm -hmm. as the artist through the skill that you've acquired and hopefully have worked on Mm -hmm. and the knowledge that you've gained and your ability to turn inspiration into something that hopefully somebody else can take and digest that harsh portion of it is both beautiful and uh-huh. fucking maddening, uh-huh. and uh, and I know I took I know other songwriters, especially guys like John Mayer, have quote said mm-hmm. this. You know the thing about being a songwriter is like, you go to the well to get water every day. Uh-huh. A lot of times it's it's like like you know it's like hunting almost like a, but most times you're not gonna come back with prey, most mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you come back with something smaller. Sometimes you come back with a piece of something. Sometimes you get a whole fucking deer. Uh-huh. You know, but but the 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 pursuit of it is what you is what you have to be in love with, mm-hmm. you know. For for if there are songwriters out there that, you know, are only interested in songwriting, if they finish a monumentally great song, in my opinion, in my very mm-hmm. humble opinion, based off my life and the things that I've tried mm-hmm. to educate myself on, that's that to me is a recipe for failure because every time you're going to be disappointed. I can't tell you how many times I've written a song. Mm-hmm. And then I've written another song, and then another song, and then another song, and fucking five songs later, I get a good song. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's you have to with 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 this portion of the art, you have to be in love with the game, and you have to be committed to it. It's and I and like you know, and we'll talk about training and fighting later. Mm -hmm. But like it's 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 kind of like you you're not you you go there and you train and you train consistently. For the Definitely. sake of being able to do it. If you don't like training mm-hmm. and if you don't like getting your ass thrown and if you don't like some pain that's associated with it, then you're never going to enjoy fighting. Yeah. You're yeah. never going to be able to do it. You have to be able to like, you have to smile when you see yeah. the blood come out of your mouth and be like, that was fucking great. Yeah. You know, you have to enjoy getting your ass kicked a little bit. Yeah. And, and it's, it's very similar in Sauron. You have to be able to be like, all right, today was really fucking hard mm-hmm. and I... I spent hours and i got a song that mm-hmm. is finished but is not the best song i've ever written and maybe it'll work down the line or maybe this is a song to get somewhere else but the to me it's like you mm-hmm. you gotta just keep that's to me what makes a songwriter and that's what me to makes makes a true artist and a true uh musician like yeah the the pursuit like i you know guys like I'm, I, I've always been into. I've always been a big sports fan. Uh-huh. I've always been into like the greats, like uh, Kobe Bryant, who recently passed yes. away. Was was like he was like my Michael Jordan. Like I grew uh-huh. up. I grew up. I watched Michael Jordan. I was born nineteen ninety, so mm-hmm. he played his last game as a bull in nineteen ninety eight, and I started watching basketball around like 96, 97 I So see, my so earliest memories of basketball was like I watched him mm-hmm. play his last game, and I remember that time, but I was mm-hmm. eight years old. But, but you like
0: did yeah,
1: no. But I didn't see I didn't see his like dominance. Mm-hmm. I saw the end of his career where he was still you know the mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. But I grew up watching Kobe Bryant. This guy I was see. like my fucking hero. And the thing that I was super inspired by him, mm-hmm. and he was really really about the process. He was about yeah. being like being a student of the game, mm-hmm. being in love with the game. And to me, I. And i'll say it there's days where i'm like i can't even look at it uh, you know i can't even mm-hmm. look at a guitar i mean i like there are a co- happens very rarely but i'm like i'm not doing music today I but think. to me the 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 goal of it is mm-hmm. the beauty is the f- is the pursuit the beauty is yeah. the chase the beauty is the hunt yeah you know
0: i i can tell i can tell you just enjoy it and uh, i definitely feel what you just said because. I don't do music, but uh, I do many different things and obviously I would like to succeed with it. But at the same time, you know, uh, what you said is uh, certain moments can get very frustrating mm-hmm. and, and you can feel like you're facing uphill battle that you will never win. But, uh, and I believe I heard that in your words and basically that's also my approach is that no matter what, even if I don't succeed, I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. And you you Uh, fish, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's, dude, very, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you go in, how many times are you going to catch a 50 pound, 60 pound fish? It's true. You know what I mean? But you you still go, you show up. Mm -hmm. And that is the most, the consistency of that. And, And even on the days, you catch nothing you learn something yeah. and even on the days where you catch smaller fish you still learn something mm-hmm. and on the days when you catch the big one you celebrate yeah. but there is no catching the big one unless uh-huh. you catch those little fucking guppies that you come back to your girlfriend she's like i don't know what you want us <laughs> to do with this we can put it in the fish tank you know but but that's 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 just always been my that's been kind of my mindset yeah
0: you know? definitely and uh, uh, being an uh uh, always, I keep forgetting the names of the book, but I think War of Art. Joe Rogan talks about Dude. it. Right? did you re- read oh, it? Oh yeah, did I you?
1: had a very a, v- uh-huh. a very good friend of mine. Uh, shout out to my friend Nicholas Howard, mm-hmm. um, who, who I just who I just spoke to about this book yesterday. What's up, Nick? Yeah. So uh, also a really great mm-hmm. singer songwriter in his own right, um, a good friend of mine, and he actually, uh, I'm 30 now. He recommend he gave me this book. He gifted it to me. I, I'm pretty sure he gifted it to me when I was like 23. Uh-huh. And that book changed my life a little bit. Yeah, and, it really, yeah. and it really, uh, I've recommended it to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given it to a few people that I felt like could you know, benefit from yes. it. That book, and that book really you know, talks about the same exact yeah. thing. It speaks know.
0: about the struggle. just uh, and, and like you were saying, the grind of things. Persistence. Persistence. Yeah. And you are very uh, correct, I actually didn't... I actually didn't make that connection, but you're right. The guy basically, one of his biggest points is just be persistent, keep yeah. on doing it. Yeah. And treat it like it's a job. Although you are an artist, treat it like it's a job, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, and basically, especially it's a book for p- people that wanna create stuff, you know? Not, may- maybe not necessarily only artists, but definitely if you are like a creative person. For sure, you should read
1: that book. I recommend it to a lot of people, especially artists. But yeah, it's it's a very it's a good that book is a good kick in the ass. Yeah, definitely. You know, and in in a great way, and Mm -hmm. not in not a discouraging way, in a way that like is like, hey, you you can do this. You just have to show up.
0: Sure, sure. You know, and I like one of I don't remember if it's a quote sentence or is it exactly like that. But one of the things that guy, uh, the guy, uh, do you remember the author's name by uh, any St- sense?
1: I th- I'm pretty sure it's Steven Pressfield. St- I, I'm mm. almost positive.
0: Steven, if it's you, I fucking love you, man. Can, we
1: can uh, Google uh, it real fast, but I uh, think it's uh, Steven uh, Pressfield. No, no, but
0: I don't Google because my brain's gonna melt. No, it's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I
1: think uh, I'm pretty sure it's Steven mm-hmm. Pressfield.
0: You know you know that China's watching the Google. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I need to make an episode about China, but I don't know enough about china so i'm trying to get like chinese agent to talk <laughs> about it but i don't know maybe it will get me uh, executed Fuck. anyway anyway who gives a fuck uh <laughs> but hold on I oh the book uh, yeah, yeah what he said uh because uh, one of the reasons why i broke uh, actually started doing podcast because i was quite intimidated to start you know why um, it's i'm not scared to have an opinion Mm-hmm. But I was intimidated Of possibly Like a backlash uh, yeah. And people giving me shit For having an op- an opinion
1: Which is not Which is not a, uh, a It's not an unreasonable Fear to have In these yes. times
0: Yes And you know And I was just Kind of in- Intimidated That uh, people Just gonna
1: like What are they gonna say About yeah. it What are they gonna are they gonna cancel me? Or are they gonna but kick me <laughs> off the air on my own fucking...
0: No, but but you know what it is? I don't even care what you say about me, but I care if, let's say, uh, like a group of people try to put me at stake, you know, crucify me. Yeah. Because that would be like a fucking uh, break but heart that's, that's moment. A, that's, you a, know? that's so
1: scary too. Yeah. That's a scary thing. Imagine, you know, people, a group is like, hey, yeah. you said this thing exactly. for two seconds. Mm-hmm. That thing you said about China, we're coming for you. Yeah, I, and we're bringing uh, ninjas. You know, I, something know. Like, like,
0: I don't know karate, but I know other <laughs> shit. So let's <laughs> test it out. Seriously. But don't bring guns. Don't bring guns. Real men don't use guns. <laughs> 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 knives also. I don't like knives. <laughs> Dude, Baseball magic. bats. Baseball bats are fine. Baseball bats are fine. <laughs> I might deal with that. The wooden ones. Hopefully, hopefully not I can ones. deal with that. Baseball bats, but not in dark. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Dude, you're really, you're really like the qualifications that you have for getting jumped. They're very specific. You're like, it yes. has to be at night. It has to be during the daytime, preferably in the afternoon where the sun is the highest yes. and uh, only baseball bats. You guys have to all be wearing white, not for any particular reason, just so I can see you. Yeah. Correct. Correct.
0: No, but let me finish about the guy. Yeah, so yeah. what he said is whatever you do, if you really feel passionate about it, share it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that alone I was like okay I, I'm gonna do the fucking podcast you dude,
1: know we we as human beings and I and I think he also covers this in this book but this is just something also that I in a lot of ways based my personal life on whether it was the best decision in my life or mm-hmm. not but I am who I am um, I dude I there's so many how many people out there do you know mm-hmm. that if they were given if they've believed in themselves that they could do it Correct. that could have maybe dance the really beautiful dance
0: yeah you right. You know what i
1: mean like you're there's right. a lot of people that have a lot of beautiful shit in them a mm-hmm. lot of beautiful light inside of them correct and for whatever reason for whatever yeah. reason it could have been you know it could have been i remember i was having this I, I i i was having this moment with lewis my vocal coach and i was i was kind of like hitting a wall, and. he said something he was like he looked at me he's like who yelled at you as a kid and Uh i was like who didn't yell at me as a kid (laughs) no but he said he was like there definitely was Mm -hmm. like a teacher somewhere that like said something that made you this unsure of yourself in in this in this particular skill and but my point is is like how many people out there that if they just had the ability to believe in themselves a little Mm -hmm. bit more or Or had somebody that influenced them well enough to be like hey kid you have this beautiful thing inside you you can go do it how many Mm -hmm. people uh, first of all there'd be a a lot of us would be poorer but uh, a lot more ways no but i'm saying like Uh people would there would be a lot more people that would feel less intimidated to follow the things that they want to do and and it's and and it's it's like granted not everybody i'll say this also mm-hmm. not everybody has um, it's one thing to follow your dreams it's another thing to keep banging at the door of your dreams mm-hmm. when 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 people are saying like hey maybe don't yeah. do this that that's yeah. a different thing entirely mm-hmm. that takes a different level of of uh, of, pers- of perseverance yeah. but the th- you know i th- i i believe that there's a lot of people that have really beautiful things inside them Potential, that right. and it's it doesn't even have to be in a crazy Artsy way. How many people that you know took a uh, more financially safe route in their lives when they were like, "I'm mm-hmm. really passionate about making coffee, yeah. but I really have to go be an accountant." There's nothing wrong with accountants. We all need mm-hmm. them. But there's, I, I know that there's, I know that there are people that I grew up with and people mm-hmm. that I went to school with, especially going to a business yeah. school like that. You know, I remember when I when I left. And granted, I'm not telling, I'm not encouraging anybody to drop out of school. Yeah. But do I
0: it, do it, <laughs> Matt, Matt. <laughs> I know you have a child <laughs> I understand <laughs> and
1: oh I can't wait for this <laughs> conversation when he gets 18 he's like do I really have to go to school dad you didn't finish." No, I'm gonna uh,
0: if you are 18 and you are listening it's time to do go for your dreams but honestly uh, talking shit, whatever but yeah. uh, if I can give you my perspective right for sure, because uh, for example uh, i do consider myself an artist i might not be like a musician this and that but i truly believe i'm a creative person and i could qualify that as being an artist but long story short what you just said matt uh i really think you said a lot of very great and deep uh, meaningful words because it's very true that there's a lot of people with unbelievable potential and even people that we consider as damases. <laughs> no it's true it, and it's true it's like oh this just, fucking just the way us. you said it like yeah. just made me laugh but no it's very it's <laughs> yeah, very it's, true it's like you judge this fucking kid this fucking damas but he could be like a fucking amazing painter
1: there's this great story uh-huh. That I heard, and I don't know if it was true or not, but mm-hmm. it was a great story told to me by somebody. That there was this girl in this class, she was in elementary school, and she couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. She couldn't sit still. And the teacher was constantly upset with her and all this stuff. And they took her to the nurse's office. They thought she had ADHD. They were wanted to medicate her, whatever, mm-hmm. the whole fucking nine yards of today. And they brought the mother in. And, like, they brought the mother in, and the ner- uh, I guess whoever the nurse was, or mm-hmm. the male nurse, whatever it was, at the school, the doctor's thing, they, they, uh, they took the mother in. They were like, hey, listen, uh, they told the girl to sit inside the office, or whatever, away from the parents. And mm-hmm. the mom and the doctor went on the outside of the wall, but there was a window to the thing. And the doctor, like, left the music on. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just wait. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, what are we waiting for? He was like... Oh, you think she can't sit still? Just wait. So sure enough, she's mm-hmm. sitting there fidgeting, and then she gets up, and she just starts dancing. Mm-hmm. And the doctor goes she's like, mm-hmm. "She's not. It's not that there's something wrong with her. She's a dancer. Yeah, that's she's crazy. she's a she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. You know." And and, and and it's it's like, but, but when yeah, you said sure, that, I thought sure. it was hilarious how you mm-hmm. said it. But like, but it really, you know, like yeah. It's, some
0: know. some people might uh, miss interpret uh, her behavior as crazy or whatever this kid needs uh drugs right? yeah
1: or or just you know yeah. is it's troublemaker or whatever exactly
0: and it could be like you just said a dancer maybe genius dancer and uh, i truly believe and it's um, uh, basically uh, as i was growing up i had this uh, understanding of it's almost like a stigma of growing up and reaching certain level so you gotta reach this certain level of schooling you Mm -hmm. know then when you reach this certain level of schooling you need to start making certain level of money you need to and even uh, cultural ideas you, you need to get a wife you need to have a car all this sort of stuff and, you know, I was almost brainwashed by those ideas, you know, like kind of brainwashed, you know, it depends how you phrase it. For some people, that's not for for me. It is
1: it was part of the culture that you yes. were growing up in and those ideas. I, I understand mm-hmm. it because coming from a a Russian Ukrainian Jewish background, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I remember when I was going to college and I wanted to go to Berklee College of mm-hmm. Music, like all. I remember I know John Mayer went there a lot of my favorite. Nice musicians went to berkeley college of music in boston my family was not going to be able to afford it and i'm kind of mm-hmm. happy that i didn't in some ways because i would have accumulated hundreds of thousand dollars worth Correct. of debt but my point is when i was I, I got in i was a pretty solid student in high school mm-hmm. and um i i got into some good colleges like mm-hmm. i was able my my average and everything was good enough to go to nyu and everything mm-hmm. and like uh I, but the thing was when i before i was going to college you know the 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 stigma and the ideology of like, you know, old school Russian and George yeah. parents are like it's like you like hey I want to be um, I want to be a musician. It's like you can only be doctor, lawyer, or businessman, and there's not mm-hmm. there's really in, in in that in that world there's nothing else. And mm-hmm. look, obviously getting older and having a family and every once in a while I'm like you know I would have being a businessman might have been a little bit easier uh-huh. on the wallet, but. The fact is is that you know I I can totally relate to it because Mm -hmm. there is there's in a lot of places and a lot of cultures in the world there's a very rigid um, there's a very rigid structure for how life is and it takes you know sometimes you know whether it's outside the norm or not uh, and I feel especially our generation Mm -hmm. growing up you know dude I'm I'm 30 with a with a kid um, right, I, my, my dad and I had children right around, literally right mm-hmm. around the same age. That's a good age. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good age because mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm, I still have energy. But my point is, is like, in how many cultures, um, would like for example, would our age having kids like be too old? You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh yeah. dude, I my wife's family mm-hmm. being from poland like dude mm-hmm. uh, from what i've seen and she's spoken to me about this like dude p- kids in poland are having kids at like 22 23 yeah, years old yeah, right and away. it's still r- dude fast yeah you know and, like and, and not just one
0: hi hi, hi.
1: let's get married yeah, yeah. hi <laughs> oh
0: you're pregnant Fuck. let's get <laughs> married even more let's get my mom said we're getting married yeah okay no problem oh yeah and we're not signing prenup of course not doesn't
1: matter so, for, for present, <laughs> my mother gave me goat, I bring to your house, we make goat cheese. Like.
0: You, have a, you have a good uh, interpretation of like a Russian accent. I really like it. Uh, you, could, you could do like
1: uh, voiceovers. That was actually my Polish accent. can't no, yeah. no, okay. it, so, so similar.
0: People, yes. And I do not get offended uh, with it, but sometimes it, it does rub me the wrong way. Everybody thinks I'm fucking Russian. And I'm like, shit, and you know, nothing wrong with that. No, no, dude, when, and, I, was, when uh-huh. I was in
1: Poland uh-huh. and I had never been in Poland before mm-hmm. my first time, I, I swear to God, if I wasn't listening to the mm-hmm. language and they spoke Russian, I would have sworn everyone was Russian. Because I such, you, yeah. we're such close true. geographical cousins, yes. you know, like...
0: And you know what I say? No, you are incorrect, but you are close enough. Yeah. And so it's, it's yeah. very true. Like, yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm not offended by it whatsoever. And you know uh, whatever I, I wanted to go somewhere else with that, but
1: um, my accent.
0: Oh uh, yeah, it really great. was my it it's really it really was my re- Russian re- accent. It's but I'm, good stuff. I'm
1: working on I'm working on my. there's so you a, used to, there's You little never
0: had. If you born here, you like. No, I never.
1: I never. I can speak Russian, but I never mm-hmm. had like an accent. But I. But again. All my relatives and stuff. Uh-huh. So I've, you know, oh Boris, uh, everything good with the family. <laughs> but I, there's there's certain little there, there's so much similarities mm-hmm. in the Russian and Polish accent. But there are little uh, there are little differences. Yes. Like my my yeah. There's a lot of there's, there's a lot.
0: certain words. Uh, uh, if I I don't know enough Russian people, but I have been around Russian people and people from Ukraine, and it's weird because uh, r- Russian and uh ukraine more so is closer to polish than russian but both of them uh, both of them are uh, they have multiple different words that are like word per word mean the same Mm -hmm. or it's the same word but it means something else but that's the thing and they have quite few like the same same exact same but if i listen especially to a russian person talking I might understand a word within twenty sentences, or yeah. maybe two words. And sometimes I can kind of understand what they're talking about because, let's say, if I understand the word, mm-hmm. and you I kind of uh, grasp underst- what the main yeah. topic is, yeah. But it, overall, though, I- if I go to Russia, I probably could somewhat communicate, but it, it, I would be like completely out of place, like yeah. completely, yeah. definitely.
1: So, uh, so my 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 actual my younger brother. Mike and and we last winter, um, m- me, my brother, and Danny, we went to Moscow for okay, like three or four days.
0: Danny went too. Danny went. Does too. he speak Russian? Does Danny he, actually?
1: Danny's gotten he always could speak and understand Russian. He's actually gotten a lot better in the time that I've known him. And uh-huh. he was always good, but mm-hmm. he really like he he you know, uh, when Danny dives into something, he dives head first mm-hmm. into the concrete so uh, that's good but so so he really he's and and he's been on duolingo which is an app for like mm-hmm. l- so he's really gotten even better in in conversing on it because because i f- i used to make fun of him like everyone uh-huh. so i, I like he, and he said it too he's like i can speak it better than he does and even even mm-hmm. now to this day a little bit conversationally mm-hmm. but he's gotten so so much better than even when i first met him so he's he
0: you are fluent in, in f- r- speaking speaking fluent
1: ish okay i'll say this if i spent a month in russia i'd be very fluent you'd be good to go i'd be good to go all day long Mm -hmm. but since i speak mostly english and the funny thing is also that i've noticed about myself is that i mean obviously i Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super self-conscious in a lot of ways, but That's when I good. when I speak, like for example, like I, I know that like when I go to my barber for like my beard or whatever, uh-huh. he's he's Russian, like from from Uzbekistan, but speaks full Russian, uh-huh. and he's he came here like a year or two ago. Shout out to Shadik, mm-hmm. Shadik, um, what's up? Yeah, здравствуйте. Stras- 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 <laughs> so so he when he speaks English, Russian to me, I, I it's not that I feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. I just know that I'm gonna mess up.
0: I understand but yeah, like yeah. but
1: when I drink a little bit uh-huh. my Russian <laughs> is way better because I'm not judging my myself yes. on it anymore but sometimes yeah. like you know I have to be if I'm with somebody like for mm-hmm. example if I speak to somebody that I don't know in Russian and they're asking me stuff mm-hmm. and I'll be able to converse a little bit but I'll fuck up a little bit and then I'll be like oh like I say that I speak Russian but I'm like. yeah so I get a little self-conscious about mm-hmm. it but um, but if it's like with people that I know or mm-hmm. like if I feel a little bit more confident about myself, i can speak way more fluently but but if i was there if i lived there for like Mm -hmm. you know a a few months i would i would kind of like settle into it a lot easier because a lot of it's there
0: yeah it's true and as you speak with the people you you get it easier. yeah you
1: You, just get used to it
0: yeah and i'm thinking i legitimately once one of the other reasons why i would like to move out and go to a different country because i'm pretty sure i would learn the language one way or another because i would have to yeah and i'm uh, i don't know Uh, I don't know if I if my brain can take another language uh, because uh, you know and even going back to my polish I believe I can speak pretty well like um, I can articulate myself well enough mm-hmm. but you know and I feel very self not very self-conscious but quite self-conscious for, uh, for example my spelling and like if I have to write your grammar yeah, yeah uh, reading is fine but writing uh, if I write something in Polish to somebody, r- uh, right away it's like, what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? me, like, you like I write it and I look at it. What the fuck is wrong with you? So imagine, imagine the people that uh, read this. When when they read it, they're like, "Who am I talking? Uh, like, <laughs> is this three year old writing to Michael me?" You was know? very <laughs> drunk when he wrote this. No, no, no. No, I was I was uh, fully conscious and aware, <laughs> but I, I I have no discipline to, you know, because it's like a little di- there's little differences within the syllables. Uh, I'm not even sure if I'm, but there's some differences, and um, I've
1: I've learned some uh-huh. Polish. I'm I'm very. Mm-hmm. When my fir- when my wife and I first started dating, I was like very into learning Polish. What and you the- got?
0: Tell me something.
1: Uh, yeah. Now you since I'm on the spot <laughs> worry, now, I'm like, uh, uh um, I-, I guess you. Uh, since I don't speak Polish, I would say like any movie by Polsku. that's beautiful. Or like, uh, like it I know like do- I, I like I know like dobra Jak się like. That's th- good. That's it's, good. It's it's, if I. If this wasn't being recorded and it mm-hmm. wasn't on the spot, I probably have some more I definitely no, have but
0: that's really good even even what you said uh, I understood it perfectly. So yeah. even even the way you pronounce it
1: There's like the amount of time that we would go uh, like um, Like even now Like I'll go to the Polish store And I mm-hmm. like It's fu- it's interesting Like in, in Polish You don't say two You say two times uh-huh. So like Like for example Like let's say I want to go Like I went to the store And got karbanose. Mm-hmm. You know So I'd be like uh, Or like if you get like food Like dvaraza raza Voda ni gazavana Or whatever or uh-huh. Voda gazavana uh-huh. But and I had to like You know And, and in Russian It's just like like vady uh, uh-huh. You know Dva so Yeah Dva so I understand like, Yeah I understand. so it's Mm-hmm. it's it's different but yeah so my polish is like i understand it better than i can mm-hmm. speak it again when, when it comes to me speaking and in english i could talk my ass off uh-huh. but uh it, when it comes to another language i get subconscious very quickly I hear so you. but but um when i was in poland i definitely was i was um because at one point while we were dating i was there for like a month and a half at a time oh nice and uh you know so we like I, I absorbed a good amount of it, and then when I was when I was in Germany when my son was born, mm-hmm. um, I was we were staying with uh, my wife's parents at their place, and we and, like I just I just heard Polish from morning until night. Her father actually speaks really great Russian, nice. so we would talk in Russian. He also speaks English very mm-hmm. well. So like, but even like my Polish got better even just within that month and change of That's being cool. there. So you know, cool. but I like I like languages I, I like Definitely. I like trying to figure it out.
0: Me too. Uh, language itself is like a podcast within itself. Oh, for sure. We, Seriously. Yeah. And uh, sorry, but uh, I think about.